Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. This episode is brought to you by our wonderful sponsors, Galaxy Finance. Sponsors and personal friends that I trust, that I trust enough to go to with questions about my own finances. That's not a sales pitch, that's fact. Any questions, any queries, they have the solutions from home loan lending to complete financial planning. With official interest rates at an all-time low, the lenders want your business. With Galaxy Finance, they'll do all the work for you and find the best possible deal. They'll do it all. Get in contact, ask for Leanne, and mention Unfiltered for a free chat. A free chat. No obligations. A free chat just by mentioning Unfiltered. Galaxyfinance.com.au is where you can find them. Dream team time, and every single dream team I've seen has had the one constant. One name, W. Lewis. So it is with great pleasure and interest that I introduce the King to give his dream team the best of the best while no right answers, no wrong answers. I think it's the hardest question in, in rugby league. In your dream team, who starts at fullback? Oh, well, it's a oh, boy. I'm glad you t- didn't tell me you were going to ask this one. Otherwise, I'd have been thinking about this for months. <laughs> um, who is it? Is it Billy Slater? Is it Darren Lockyer? Yeah. Um, well, I guess I, uh, I'll put uh, Lockie in there at fullback yep. uh, with the full intention of... Uh, um, no, I'll start Billy Slater there I, okay. with the intention of, of moving Lockie. Who are your two wingers? Two best you've seen. Um, this might surprise a hell of a lot of people, but I'm going to go back to the two that were there um, in uh, in my debut. Kerry Bosted yep. uh, was there, magnificent. His evasive skills, his speed uh, uh, was fantastic. He was probably one of the smallest wingers, and still mm. certainly uh, certainly was. Uh, he was uh, he was quite remarkable. Um, and another bloke who will probably stagger um, a lot of people to uh, to even hear his uh, uh, his selection was Eric Growth. Yeah, uh, could run through a brick wall. Um, he was uh, one of the the quietest fellows that I think I've ever seen. Yep. Um, didn't uh, you know promote himself mm. um, in an undue way? Um, he was uh, just simply as powerful a ball runner as I've ever seen carrying the football. And uh, once again, I don't mean di- to be disrespectful. There's there's a, a hundred wingers which come along which could easily fit into that side. But um, yeah. in the side that I was playing in, I loved having them. Kerry Bosted probably played at, I think, high 70 kilograms. Would that work in... 2021, or is the game past that frame by? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Uh, and I can understand, you know, you, you're asking that question because um, you need to have a little bit of size. Um, the kicking game was a big part of, uh, of, of my era, 
but it is nothing like it uh, it is currently. Yeah. It is every fifth tackle now, cross field kick to the wingers. Let's try and buy another set of six. If, yep. uh, if one of them drops them, if we pick it up, um, we can be on the go. Uh, if it's down near the try line, four points are on mm. offer. It's just a matter of uh, who gets there first. So it uh, it plays an enormous role, and I'm, I'm sure that uh, Eric and, uh, and Bowie are, are damn glad that they played under um, the the time where it was regarded as just hand the ball onto the wingers. Yeah. If they can beat the opposition winger, well and good. Okay, two centres in the Wally Lewis dream team. Good luck with this. Yeah, yeah, magnificent centres. I've always said that the two blokes that suited me for my team that I was playing in, and I realise I'm I'm sort of uh, ignoring uh, a lot of guys, um, were Gene Miles and Melman Inga. Yeah. Super players, and you know, I realised I'd have to include a, a brackets there with uh, with one Greg Inglis. Yeah, um, when he was at his best uh, during that time. Uh, he made life uh, absolutely horrid for uh, opposition defensive mm. lines. Um, it was just impossible to get through them. Five eighth. I'm assuming you're not going to nominate yourself. So <laughs> <laughs> no, they so wouldn't. Who, who they they wouldn't in? need an overweight bald five eight there <laughs> uh, in that side. So uh, I think I'd put uh, I'd put Lockie into uh, into that position. Okay. What, what about your halfback? Who's the best you've seen? Jonathan Thurston. Uh, he is wow. uh, he is something. Uh, I've got to put him in a bracket with uh, with Peter Sterling, but yep. certainly uh, if it's got to go to uh, uh, to just one name, I'd give it to JT. He's uh, a guy that's uh, gone ahead um, with some remarkable displays. Um, it just hasn't been his uh, creative skills uh, in the ball play that have been uh, the most impressive feature. Um, he is a little bit light and sometimes can be a little bit uh, smashed to bits in the defensive yep. line, uh, but his, uh, his creative skills uh, are quite remarkable. And he had a, a goal-kicking record which allowed him to, uh, uh, to face the most difficult kick um, with regards to the outcome. But never ever failed. Might might have missed a few of them, but some of the ones which achieved victory for yep. uh, for Queensland uh, in that match and all the series um, are, are able to be controlled by very few people in life. He was uh, he was something that, and he never really had too much of a pressure problem either. He handled mm. every situation. And on that, two really important assets for a six and a seven in particular: time and composure. Mm. And we've been very lucky for the last 30 or 40 years to see so many halfbacks, whether it's uh, Peter Sterling, Steve Mortimer, Jonathan Thurston, Alan Langer, Andrew Johns. These are guys that have A, time, and B, composure. They don't lose their cool. Mm. Yeah, they don't. Um, and I think, um, you know, training is uh, is so much at a, um, a massively increased level. Mm. Um, they get to, to be able to work out and... You know the guys these days are, are doing it all day, every day. They might have a, a you know a day off uh, every now and then, but uh, they're able to to go out there. Back in our day, they used to knock off work at five o'clock and race across town, mm. try and dodge the speeding tickets to get there by five thirty, so you didn't get a uh, hundred um, dollar or two hundred dollar fine for being late. Um, the current day guys have uh, you know got the opportunity to perfect uh, their skills, and uh, that's what's made them uh, so wonderfully skillful. As we get to appreciate every game that we watch them with uh, with uh, these days, it's a, a wonderful chance to be able to uh, to see the best of the best. Okay, just recapping the back line in the Wally Lewis Dream Team: Billy Slater as the fullback, Kerry Bowstead and Eric Growth of the wingers, Mal Meninga, Gene Miles of the centres, Darren Lockyer as the five eighth, Jonathan Thurston as the halfback. Let's move to the big fellas. Who have you got sliding in at lock forward? Ah, uh, the fat man. 
Yeah. Um, that uh, that will amaze a lot of people. And Fatty uh, used to say, um, I'm a Neville, I'm a Neville nobody. Um, but if there was one bloke that I loved having in my team, it was Fatty. Um, he wasn't going to win us the game with his attacking skills. Yeah. Um, he uh, was simply there for his work. Uh, I can remember some games where he used to say in that uh, that one game at the Sydney Cricket Ground where I'd, in the mud, just kicked the ball all night long. 89, and he turned yeah. and he said, you kick that effing ball again. And he said, I'll smack you straight in the mouth. <laughs> and uh, I just used to laugh at him and I kicked the ball again. And he looked at me and went, oh. And they'd trudge off to go through the mud to, uh, and, you know, uh, one of the New South Wales players dropped the ball and we ended up coming up with a play that eventually, you know, put us in front for the game and he said, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, you kicked the ball and they made the mistake. That's why you're doing it, he said, but I wish you were doing all the work, not me. Right. Okay, Paul Vorton at lock forward. What about in the second row, mate? That's probably the hardest position. Um, you know, I know I'm, uh, I'm being a bit of an old-timer here, but to have uh, Trevor Gilmeister there, um, mm-hmm. he used to frighten blokes. Uh, yeah. Coming through, that was uh, something quite remarkable. There was a reason Trevor Gilmeister, David Gillespie, Les Davidson, and the like, Wayne Pierce didn't make thirty-eight tackles a game mm. because if you were carrying the ball, you looked up to see where they were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. Uh, and Gilly, he had uh, that something about him where uh, he used to make life very difficult for uh, for the opposition. Um, he. Uh, I must say that I, I did rely on him when I needed a, a little bit of uh, a guarding um, yep. if uh, some of the opposition defence was racing through to, to get to me too quick um, and making City Mimi a backside. And nice to say to Gilly, mate, I don't want him to come through next time. Level try and, them up. Try and advise them not to come <laughs> through here. Um, so he was uh, he was fantastic to have, though. I used to Every find great that, half and five-eighth has got that. Bodyguard slash security guard. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, I had Gilly at the, the start of his. I know Darren Lockyer um, probably felt that um, you know, he, he was one of those guys that uh, he liked looking at. I remember him yep. sort of talking to me. Kevin Walters was around and probably had the, the opportunity to use him a little bit more. But, mm-hmm. uh, um, you know, there's a, a whole pile of players. And I'm, I realise I'm, I'm almost being disrespectful to a lot of these guys mm-hmm. through either not remembering or um, – you know, making a, a different choice, but um, certainly the ones uh, in that position can't be ignored. So you got Gilly, who would be the other second rower? Yeah, that's uh, that, that's a difficult uh, situation for me. Um, you know, I try to think week in, week out, uh, if I was picking a side, the yep. current day guys, uh, who would it be? And um, Liz Davidson was a guy that probably played uh, a little bit of second row, a lot of prop, yep. couldn't, uh, couldn't get over him. Um, uh, I liked him as a player because he yeah. used to try and um, convince players not to, to run through on a similar yeah, sort of uh, area. And in the early days, uh, he was uh, something quite remarkable to me. Um, I find it hard not being insulting here. This is uh, probably the most difficult choice of all. Um, this episode is brought to you by our wonderful sponsors, Galaxy Finance. Sponsors and personal friends that I trust, that I trust enough to go to with questions about my own finances. That's not a sales pitch, that's fact. Any questions, any queries, they have the solutions from home loan lending to complete financial planning. With official interest rates at an all-time low, the lenders want your business. With Galaxy Finance, they'll do all the work for you and find the best possible deal. They'll do it all. Get in contact, ask for Leanne, 
and mention Unfiltered for a free chat. A free chat. No obligations. A free chat just by mentioning Unfiltered. Galaxyfinance.com.au was where you can find them. Some, some unbelievably talented. I mean, you even wind back to the era before yours, guys like Coot in the forward pack, Bobby McCarthy. Mm. I mean, just wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, Bob McCarthy was somebody that uh, that I used to love watching. Mm. Um, of course, and then he came up here to coach in Brisbane, and I found him to be um, very helpful in in uh, wow. coming up with a new game. He was the coach of. Uh, of Brisbane, I think, when yeah. we won the um, national Panasonic, the Panasonic Cup, yeah. um, and uh, there are you know some things that I used to like to talk to, to Bob about. Uh, if I want to try and bring mm. this into my attacking game, what's the what's the best way uh, of it? So it's uh, it, it's it's been very difficult. If I got to put a second one in, um, I'll show my uh, my one eyed, um, disgraceful uh, support there and say, Gordon, tell us. Yeah, um, he's one of those blokes that. He could play against his mother, Gordon, um, any of his any of his family, and he would bash them to pillar, from yep. pillar to post and wait till full time till he went to see how they were. Yeah, um, disgracefully, um, he was uh, so loyal, uh, such a wonderful support. Everybody, when the first thing they think of when they talk about Gordon Tallis, is that tackle um, yeah. where he grabbed uh, a. Um, Young Brett Hodgson. Uh, Hodgson, yeah, a New South Wales fullback who wasn't in the space where uh, he should have been at that time and tossed him over the sideline. Run to yeah. the space, not the yeah. shoulders. Yeah, and uh, quite sadly, that's how sort of Brett was uh, was remembered yeah. by a lot of rugby league fans, not how good he was as a footballer. Yeah. He's a wonderfully talented, not the biggest fullback, but he deserved plenty more credit. But, uh, but Gordon didn't like him because he had a blue jersey on. Interesting. Um, we did a Legend Series interview with Gordon Tallis way back at the start of the, the podcast series. I actually think it's episode episode number one, and he said years later he bumped into Brett Hodgson <laughs> at a ground, uh, both working with the media. And as big and tough as Gordon was, he said, I put my head down and just stuck out my hand and said, sorry. And I found that mm-hmm. really genuine and, and shows the type of – Guy Gordy is yeah. because Brett Hodgson was a wonderful yeah. footballer, but sadly he's remembered as the guy that Gordy tossed over the sideline. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so we've got uh, Trevor Gilmeister, Gordon Tallis. What about in the front row? Who have we got as the props? Arthur well? Beetson. Um, yeah, I, I remember watching uh, this man in awe. Um, when I was in my late teens, Dad used to say uh, he delivers um, an opportunity to support players like no one else. Mm. Um, you used to see him get tackled by three, four, five defenders, yep. and you think, oh, Beetson will get tackled this time. He'll hit the ground. The ball would pop out, and New South Wales player would grab it and race yep. off, and you'd just be absolutely stunned by uh, by how he uh, how he managed to mm. do that. That um, was was something quite extraordinary. Um, a remarkable man that uh, probably asked uh, individual players uh, to do something and he made his requests to them uh, very achievable, very mm. simple, um, and he just reminded them that uh, he was quite proud to be in the same team as what they were and um, I can remember what that feeling was. Yeah, um, and bet. so, you know, so did other blokes in that first, that origin side. Um, uh, 
Mal and, uh, and Chris Close were the two that I remember more than anything. Yep. We were sitting there before the game said, I can't believe I'm going to be running on in the same team as this yeah. bloke. You know, he, he's a legend. Um, so we had the, uh, the opportunity to do so. Okay, Arthur's on one side of the scrum. Who you got on the other side? Who's the other front rower? Uh, give me a minute. We'll go through. The, okay, uh, what about, the, okay, we've got to go to hook, through Hooker. Cam Smith. Yeah. A simple decision there. Um, everything that he had um, was, uh, you know, uh, quite enormous. Um, it, is, uh, it is something that uh, I probably regard as, um, you know, a, a, a guy that I can remember him when he first came in there and he was yep. just a 19-year-old boy and I thought, well, you know, he, he looks like he's uh, he's got some talent. Mm. Well, um, I had probably had to multiply that by yeah. by about uh, 100. Uh, he was uh, just quite remarkable. Um, mm. The thing I remember about Smithy, he was never appeared to be um, – in a hurry on the field, mm. always had time, always had space. Um, and when I used to try and give some advice to, uh, to to players about how to control the opposition, it was that you had to dictate terms to the opposition. Yep. You make them do what you want them to do. Um, if you want them to, uh, to to shift a little bit in their defence, if they look like they're coming at you from, uh, from outside in, mm. um, then simply move that way but make it look like you're going to be throwing a pass and guarantee that you've got yourself a support player who was outside them. You'll mm. tend to make them look and realise that they've got to shift out a Love little bit. That. He was uh, he was quite remarkable at that. Yeah, very few people are, are blessed with that. Beatson Smith and who in the front row? I'm going to take Greg Dowling. That won't get um, a lot of people, but I can honestly say um, he did not receive anywhere near as much credit as yep. he should have for Queensland's success and state of origin, uh, particularly when I knew that I was about to cop a, a little bit of a of a touch-up uh, mm. in a game from some of the uh, very big, aggressive uh, New South Wales forwards. I used to say to GD, mate, get these, get rid of these blokes, make sure that they're not annoying me. Yep. If they are, I'll be blaming you. Um, so he sort of uh, took the rap on a number of occasions. Um, but he was a, a remarkably talented front row that really got uh, credit for the skills uh, that he obtained. Um, he was able to uh, to come up with a kicking game. He had a left foot kick, uh, and I don't think he really uh, was was quite confident to uh, to bring that into play until he went overseas and played in the English competition. Okay. I remember watching him play one game over there, and I thought this bloke's he's a lot better than I ever gave him credit for. He came back um, was playing for uh, for Wynnum in Brisbane, and um, you know he was. He was simply the best in that uh, in that competition by a long, long way, and uh, and again, I I don't mean to be disrespectful mm. to the standard of of players that were against him, but uh, but GD um, he had plenty of mongrel in him, and I often regard the best two props that I had uh, in a team that I was playing for uh, the Queenslanders uh, in the early days. I only had the one game with uh, with with Beetson, and yep. then Rod Morris. I had a couple with him. Um, but uh, boy, I bought to have GD there and uh, and Steve Roach and in New Zealand too. I had two blokes. So I used to say, "You don't, you two don't like each other. I want you to dislike the opposition as much as you don't like each other. That'll make a, a, a very good, comfortable day for me." It'd be rude and incorrect of me and, and impolite of me not to speak about Greg Dowling in 1985 at Lang Park. You're right in the middle of it, the night of Dowling and Tamady. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't like each other. No. Um, GD said um, that the most difficult thing was I didn't know 
how talented he was as a boxer. I didn't know that he held some titles. You know, he was yeah. going on, and uh, and he had some uh, some real ability. Um, I've often watched that uh, that. Uh, that replay and the headbutting that yeah. went on, uh, the punching, the kneeing, uh, the kicking when one went on the ground, made sure that uh, that he got the boot <laughs> right. uh, into play. Um, so it was a case of uh, plenty of blokes running in from both mm. sides to get involved, uh, but you could see a lot of us, particularly the halves, myself included, not wanting to put my head anywhere where it was going to get leave it to uh, the big fellas. Yeah, it was going to get bashed. So yeah. it was uh, it was one of those uh, one of those times, one of those occasions that still spoke about decades later. Absolutely. So the Wally Lewis dream team, Billy Slater is the fullback, the wingers, Kerry Bostead and Eric Groth, the centres, Mal Meninga, Gene Miles, the 5'8 is Darren Lockyer, the halfback is Jonathan Thurston, we move to the forwards, Paul Vorton is your lock forward, Trevor Gilmeister and Gordon Tallis are the second rowers, Arthur Beetson and Greg Dowling are the props, the hooker is Cameron Smith, who'd be the coach? In the Wally Lewis dream team. Um, the dream team would be uh, Arthur Beetson as the captain coach, captain but coach. I'll leave Arthur out uh, as the coach um, and, and put Bennett in. Okay. Uh, Bennett's uh, direction was uh, was something that came along at a at very difficult times. We weren't the best of friends. We never started off at the best mm. of friends. We probably didn't finish that way, but I think that uh, that we do respect each other um, for our input into the game of rugby yep. league. Um, to see what um, he was able to achieve with uh, with some people uh, and what his plans were, he was uh, he was quite astounding um, to have him in in that position where. Um, I probably th- I, I probably suggest that prior to a, to a game, uh, there'd be some games where Wayne would sort of say to me 10, 10 words prior to kickoff. Um, he used to be able right. to make uh, a fair judgment on a, on a player's approach, yeah. what sort of mood he was in, um, how he'd been performing in the training yep. sessions in the lead up to the game, um, and how uh, how totally committed he was uh, uh, to Bennett's requests before leaving the hotel. He'd measure them on the on the bus on the way there, yeah. have a look at their behaviour once he got to the ground, and uh, if he felt that there was somebody that was a little bit quiet uh, or probably a fairer way of saying it was um, um, away from their usual behaviour. Yep, yep. Um, if he was finding it uh, difficult, then he'd uh, he'd go to town. Have a look at his record over the years, and uh, and that was something quite extraordinary. He did uh, an extremely good job, uh, good job, uh, coaching uh, Queensland. Uh, had a, an enormous campaign uh, at the Brisbane Broncos yep. in being able to uh, to help them out. Um, then goes to the Dragons. Um, has uh, exceptional time there, and I think that the thing that uh, got to him and has never he's never really got over was his time at Newcastle. Yeah. Um, and he said uh, he felt that it was going to be comfortable for him because it was another one-team town, mm. and he thought that he'd have total support. But uh, things didn't quite work out, and I guess he had a fair reason for feeling disappointment because he is a perfectionist, and he mm. feels that um, you know to he'll take that uh, uh, with him until the, the day he dies. His wish to have been uh, a good coach, a very good coach. Uh, for every club uh, that he represented it and I'm sure that while he feels that he did put in his uh, his best efforts then um, you know he, he knows he's uh, able to look himself in the mirror the next morning another Andy Raymond unfiltered podcast as we count down to the season Monday nights will drop a Q&A podcast where you're in total control because you're asking the questions then on Thursday nights we're dropping the dream team any era, any player, any position from any competition. 
who makes the cut, who misses out and why. As always, we'll be speaking to the biggest names in the game, both current and from eras gone by, and we've got some huge surprises coming up before round one kicks off. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we'd ask you to leave a review and a five-star rating on the app you're currently listening on. It's easy, takes 30 seconds, and you can now rate on Spotify. What it does, it increases our position on the search engines as we look to expand the brand and bring you more. We're done for now. Look after yourselves and make sure you come back soon, legends. Legends.